0: Welcome to the Fort Bragg Pwoc podcast. This week we have Ben and Tricia Waters joining us to share about how to do a a house church at your home, especially during this unique time and season that we are in. Hey all, um, for those who don't know who I am yet... Um, I am Trisha Waters and I am our programs director um, for this next year for PWOC's 2020 21 year. So um, that's just the snippet. But we, so this is also my husband, Ben Waters. And um, so we're here this morning to actually tell you a little bit about church planning, not church planning, sorry, um, house church. And. Freud. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just what it is why why we've done it in the past, why you might want to do it, um, and a little bit of how to do it as well and so, just to give a quick little bit of background with uh, about us, we have been in the military, or he has um for nine years, um, and before that, we have done ministry alongside the military for. Another seven years, so in total, uh, 15 years of doing some form of one on one discipleship alongside the military community. Um, so that's just kind of a small snippet of what it is. And three years ago, we were introduced into Army No Place Left and movement, and which is about church in your home, and definitely during the quarantine days. (laughs) I know we're getting a little bit out of that, but if this ever ever happens again, we want you to be equipped to be able to do church in your home, or if you're seeing that as a need for your family, because we've, again, we've had seasons in the last few years where we've just needed to kind of step away from either chapel or church um, and just come in together as a family unit and bring others in who may not typically Uh, want to go into an actual brick-and-mortar church. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we support the local chapels. We have um, helped start up and encourage uh, outdoor outdoor life when that started. And that was amazing. I love it because I have lots of friends who continue to go there because it just works for their family. Uh, We've attended All-American Chapel when we first got here. We've also had a moment of going to JFK Chapel again, because that was the need of our family at that time and the connections that we had. Um, We've also attended um, Covenant Love Church locally too, again, because of what they have for our kids and what works for our whole family, Um, as well as what we can give and offer and what God has developed us in. So um, I'm going to let Ben actually do more of the sharing since he is the leader of our home. He is the one who heads up when we do church at home. He's the one who's in, in charge of the order of operations and how it goes. So I'm going to let him take it over now.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, that's such a good introduction. Um, and Very true. Very much uh, thanking God and praising God for churches that we've been a part of and pastors Um, and the chapel, and all those things, and so uh, this is just another way that God can work um, in the body of Christ meet together um, in a very relevant way right now, so um, I'll go ahead and get into this in my notes here on my phone, Um, but so the things that we're going to cover briefly tonight are what is home church, uh, why do it, and then a little bit of how, and some, some techniques behind it, so Um, so what is home church is really just the body of Christ meeting in the most natural setting possible. And that is your home. Um, no matter who you are, where you are, how big your home is. Okay. So the question is, is, is it really church? If there's no sanctuary or building or band or worship leader, it seems like uh, a really simple, basic question, but the answer is yes, absolutely. Um, and why do I say that? Because what does the word of God say? Okay. So Jesus in Matthew 18, 20, Uh, He's talking about relationships, church discipline. He uses the word church, and he also says together in a a previous verse, he uses the word church, but he says in 1820, uh, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among you. So the body of Christ is made up of people that have Christ dwelling in them and among them. And so if there's just a couple together, uh, he's there. And so a little bit more about like, house church or church in home, Acts 2.46. And day by day, attending the temple together, so they were in the temple as well, and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. And so home church in that context was an extension of what was going on in the temple uh, and in the assembly together. Um, It was kind of a one in the same, same body, same spirit, um, they were just meeting in their homes. And again, in Acts 5.42, And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. So you're seeing, you're seeing both the brick-and-mortar assembly go together with the home church, and that's exactly what we're really trying to get together, uh, put together here. And the, the reason why I'm going back to Acts and going back to Jesus is because usually to see how things are supposed to go, you want to find the DNA, and that usually starts with the beginning of the movement. So looking back at the early church really tells you a lot about what God intends for the church. So talking about ingredients of a healthy church, we're talking about what it is still. So uh, there's a little diagram that I like to look at, and I'll screen share here for a moment. Um, yeah, thanks. Get on to that. Okay, so Tricia mentioned No Place Left Army. This is one of the tools that they use, very simple tool, um, and I'll kind of drive it here a little bit. But you see um, this little dotted line here. um, This is to represent somebody's home church. And these little diagrams are elements that you find a healthy church there in that same passage, Acts 2. Uh, where, where I was talking about before in verses 36 through 47, you see evangelism, there are leaders. Well, there's leaders in every home, right? There are, uh, there's a mom and there's a dad, uh, and there's often kids. And so there's leaders in every home. Baptism, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, teaching, where there's a Bible and there's somebody that can speak. You can teach fellowship, prayer, uh, miracles, giving, praising God. Um, you know, the Lord's Supper. is one of those things that Jesus instituted. So there's there's things there um, that it's just really easy to see and quick, easy metrics to see how your home church is going. This doesn't mean that um, if you don't have one of these, you're not doing home church. Jesus broke that down real simple. Two or three gathered in my name. I'm there. You're new in church. You are the church together. However, as, as you continue to go on, you want it to look a little bit uh, increasingly like what uh, it, it looked like with that early church there. And so when I'm talking about this, one of the things that really stands out to me um, is uh, tell a testimony about giving. So in one of our home church meetings, um, and I'll tell a little bit more about our, our testimony with that, but um, it, we had a family that um, moved uh, let's keep that up for just a second. Yeah, thank you. We had a family that moved to the area, and um, just because God told them to moved to Fayetteville, um, and the the dad didn't really have a job. My buddy didn't have a job, and um, as a home church, we had the ability to just say, "Hey, church, um, let's prayerfully help out this couple." Uh, people didn't have to, but they were given an opportunity, and God used a couple of the folks in church. Um, to completely reverse the situation, um, not gonna say how much, but it was in the tune of thousands and it really just totally turned that thing upside down. That family was set on their feet and able to um, last uh, very, very helpfully um, until their, uh, the next job was there. And so that's a super amazing thing um, just to see, um, just a, a testimony that we've gotten to experience and then the other thing um, regarding miracles uh, in the home church that we've had a chance um, to be a part of here in our own home, I, I've seen people prayed for, uh, and I've seen somebody healed of cancer. Um, I've seen uh, just a, an amazing time worshiping God, and so miracles do happen. They happen today. Uh, it's it's it is still for today, uh, and so in the home church, uh, as with anywhere, but there's just an opportunity um, to really just allow the Holy Spirit to. Uh, kind of do what he wants to do, and that that 's sometimes one of those things, and we 've gotten a chance to see that so um, we'll we 'll quit the share there real quick thanks um, so so yeah that 's a little bit of what home church is let 's talk real quick about why why do this and Trish um, mentioned in in the beginning there of the conversation uh, just the the modularity uh, meaning it's it can be picked up and taken wherever. You know, and this is a prime season to show that. Like, where do we have? All we have is our home right now, and so uh, is that's a very apparent reason for church in the home. It's because you really can't go anywhere else, um, and so you can you can be ready at all times to preach the word and to worship God, to feed on the word corporately, you know, and to be equipped as saints for the kingdom. Second Second Timothy four two says, preach the word. Be ready. In season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, with complete, complete patience and teaching. And so, uh, this is kind of an out of season season, you know. Um, and and we're in it. And so, uh, if we're if we believe this that the word of God lets us do this and it says go ahead and do it, um, then then that's a, a really good reason to just go ahead and say I'm in my home. I'm going to preach the word. I'm going to. Experience God in that way. Um, so, a quick testimony about that in 2018, I was away at Captain's Career Course. Um, I was able to lead um, an online home church. So, doing Zoom, doing some of the stuff that you guys have been doing with PWOC, uh, I was able to get some of my classmates together, super, super busy folks, um, and some folks back here at Fayetteville. And we were able to meet every Thursday. Um, for a good period of time, and it was great. And they recognized themselves as a church. Um, they could see that they were doing the things that people in, in church do and functioning together as the body of Christ, giving to each other financially, praying for each other. Uh, we did the Lord's Supper over Zoom. Um, so it was a really great opportunity, and that was a mainstay for me to really have great fellowship. Um, the people that were there were awesome, but I, don't, I didn't know them. I was, I was transient. You know, um, And so to have some people that I already knew and meet together over Zoom, as well as some of the people that I, I had the opportunity to reach out to, it was just really, really key for me to just keep that growth together um, uh, in my walk with Jesus. Okay, So another reason why to do home church is kingdom expansion. So uh, one of those verses that I just talked about, um, Acts 5.42, it says the apostles met in house after house, teaching and preaching that Jesus is the Christ. Well, question: Did they just come up with that on their own, or where did they get it? You know, um, and, and to answer that question, I look at Luke nine, verses four through six. So this is Jesus talking to the apostles, and he says, "Whatever house you enter, stay there, and don't depart from it. Wherever they do not receive you, and wherever uh, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them." And they departed and went through the villages. Preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. So, in that passage, the apostles weren't to leave the house that they entered in that town. So, what does that mean? How did that town, therefore, get reached? They were meeting in the house. Uh, And then in chapter 10, same thing. He tells the 72, these other disciples, hey, go into this city, stay in the house that accepts you, that receives you, and Stay with them, don't go all around the town, stay in the house. So what was happening? Home church right there right then. So Jesus started that they continued it on. Um, that's another reason that's that's an early an early example of what Jesus desired for the church to look like. Um, and so this this kingdom expansion piece is about people hearing what God is like. It's about hearing, hearing the good news of who Jesus is. And so the whole reason why I came into home church in the very first place was because in 2017, the burden that God put on my heart for the lost became uh, incredibly um, heavy. And so it would keep me up at night. Uh, I just really felt like, what am I doing to see people coming into the kingdom of God um, and, and moving from darkness to light and uh, I knew of a friend that had been involved with planting churches in homes, and uh, I knew that they were really able and powerful to share the gospel wherever they went and, and then had the freedom to follow up with people um, and do that thing in their homes or in the homes of the people that came to Jesus um, or people that were interested in Jesus. And So there's a lot of freedom and flexibility um, to really see people come to Christ um, through uh, church planting or home church as more appropriately what we're talking about. And so, um, and so that, that just sold me. I said, okay, God, I'm going to go that way. Um, and we, we started doing church in our home and we, we really um, got an opportunity to share Jesus with a lot more people during that season. Um, and that was yeah. pretty awesome. people in our home and then people out and about. Um, and so uh, that's a really big reason, um, for home church, and so in this in this same caveat, there's a question that people tend to have about authority. Um, some people do not feel that they are necessarily qualified, particularly to baptize, um, but to do other things. You know, idea that I have to have a pastor, I have to have a seminary degree. Pastors and priests are great; they are a gift from God, um, and they're amazing. And we've always been blessed by amazing pastors um and and teachers ordained etc by God. Um, But you don't have to be one in order to have a church or to be the church. You don't. Uh, First Peter 2, 9 tells us who we all are, right? It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You and I are priests. We are a royal priesthood. We have a relationship with God. People that come in to our home, people that are in our home, they have an opportunity to know God personally. So while a pastor and a priest, those guys are amazing. Guys and gals are awesome you are a priest in that you are able to relate to God, and you as the, the man, or if they're the woman in charge of the home, you have that role and responsibility to lead your folks uh, to a place of worship and, and deeper understanding of who God is, okay? And so um, that authority to baptize as well, I run into a lot of people that don't feel like they have the authority to baptize. And I won't go into much depth with this for the sake of time, but Many people are familiar with the Great Commission, and Jesus says a couple things in there. The first thing he says in Matthew 28, verse 18, speaking from Jesus' point of view, he says, all authority in heaven and and on earth is given to me, says Jesus, aka I'm the boss, I'm the king of everything, I'm the universe, okay? In the next verse, he says, go make disciples, teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. To make disciples, and then he says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, if the apostles and those disciples obeyed this command, the people that believed after them would also have to obey this command because what he told them to obey everything I commanded you, he just commanded them to baptize. That command is for us right now, given by the King of the universe, as though he stepped into your. Bible room, your quiet time, your bedroom, and said, Hey, the king says, I command you to baptize people. If the king of everything commands you to do something, you have the authority to do it, just saying um, and so yeah that's that 's all I have to say about that. Um, you have the authority to do what God commanded you to do, so uh, if, if God gives you somebody that comes into the kingdom, one of your kids, um, somebody you meet. At the grocery store, you know, behind the mask, you're able to just share the love of Jesus with them and they come to Him. Uh, you can baptize them. Um, you have a bathtub. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be something unique. It can all be unique without being formal. Um, so, how to do house church kind of the last thing that we want to talk about. There's a lot of different ways um, that you can kind of do this, but. In kind of keeping with what we see in the examples um, of the early church, uh, I think using basic methods are really good, Um, keeping in mind that the goal of a functioning and healthy growing body of Christ um, is the goal, uh, no matter what the circumstances. And so one of the most effective ways to do this um, with the view of kingdom expansion and growing the kingdom of God is something called the three-thirds process. Um, and this this was something developed by a man named Ying Kai, um, who saw an immense uh, expansion of home churches in China, uh, a very oppressive nation when it comes to um, the, the good news and sharing who Jesus is with other people. And so um, briefly, I'll give you kind of an explanation of the thing that he developed there and, and what we do in home church as a way to do home church for yourself. Three-thirds process is basically, and there's nothing necessarily magical, scriptural, or, or otherwise, um, but uh, it's basically composed of this. So the first third of your time is looking back, looking back over the past week. How are people, you know, taking care of people? How are you doing? Um, holding them accountable. If, if God is putting something on their heart to do, it's not a bash. It's, hey, how did you do with that? And it's doing it lovingly um and saying okay well let's pray for you and figure out how we can support you to obey what god's telling you to do uh worship and prayer um sharing a, v- a vision for the kingdom also is, is something else that you can do in this time and, and speaking of worship and prayer you can do it with music you can do it without music if nobody knows how to play the guitar and sing and you don't have a drummer in your house you know um youtube works great for that yes, absolutely <laughs> and you can then make the playlist. Kids can dance, you know, in their underpants, you know, if they want to. It's just praising Jesus. Um, uh, the other piece with that, and if there's no music, it's just pray to God. Tell him how awesome he is. You know, um, we, we seldom had a guitarist in our home. Uh, a lot of times it was YouTube, you know, and almost every time it was just going around popcorn prayer. God, you're amazing. Uh, we really love you. Um, And in this part of home church, this is a lot of times where different various gifts can come in, like prophecy and tongues. Yes, tongues. I did say it. But but remember that God wants things done in an orderly fashion. First Corinthians 14, really key to check out with that. Um, We talked about miracles sometimes in in an atmosphere of of praise. um, God can do some really amazing things. So, um, you know, as with anything, discipleship is key. Um, and I know that's the main theme this year at at PWOC, and so finding somebody that has done this before, I know there's some folks um, within the body at PWOC who are doing church, uh, home church, who have done it, um, and gleaning wisdom from them is a very, very good idea. Um, We're here happy to help anybody who wants to get started, who wants to keep going. Um, Love to help anybody that really is interested in starting or continuing up uh, home church. And so a couple of other resources that I have, um, we have a basic outline that we typed up for what we would do with the kids, kind of some questions that we would ask. And then at what point, you know, if there are more families, when would the kids go and, and kind of go into like a, a smaller little play, play group, you know, and who's going to take care of them and how to work those things out. Really simple stuff that most people can Figure out. However, if somebody else did that thought work for you, might as well take advantage. Sometimes that just helps things get started quicker. Um, and then the second resource, so we'll we'll have that um, that little word document there, so people can just look at that, make it their own, do whatever they want to. And then the second thing is, um, there's a really great website. It's called No Place Left Army. It's what um, Trish had mentioned earlier. We get a lot of resources from there. Um, I'm tied in with a network of folks there, like she also said, and Um, We've got the website there, which is no place, um, no place left army.net. So we'll also post that link on there, but um, that's all I had to say um, about that.
0: Well, thank you so much sisters for tuning in this morning and we love you guys so much. And I'm going to close this out. Um, In prayer and just look forward, can't wait to see you guys this summer, no matter which way if it's via Zoom again um, or if it's actually in person. We'll make it work and we'll just love each other in the process. Father, I just thank you so much for these women and each family and household that they represent, God, and the generations that they represent because it's not just their kids, it's their kids and the kids after that and the people who they then will also affect and influence for you. Jesus, I thank you so much for their hearts. God, continue to give them strength and encouragement during just all the unknowns that we have in this season of life. I thank you so much for just, um, certain places like the parks being able to be open just to give a little more freedom and flexibility for uh, families to get out and run around and kids to just be able to shake the wiggles out of their bodies and I just thank you for uh, what you've taught Ben and I over over the years and just to help us to continue to serve and love these women and just be a resource and and love to them as we continue to figure out how to make disciples as you have done. And as we keep walking that out as individuals um, and as a family and teaching that to our boys, I thank you so much for everything you're doing in Jesus name. Amen. Bye ladies. Hi, thank you for listening to Protestant Women of the Chapel, Fort Bragg. We are workers together for Christ. If you've been inspired, please share our podcast with those who could use a good word.